Hello and welcome to the American Dry Cleaner podcast. I'm your host, Tim Burke, the editor of American Dry Cleaner. Since 1934, American Dry Cleaner magazine has been the industry's number one magazine. I've been the American Dry Cleaner editor for the past two years and I'm in my 36th year in publishing. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different than some of the other podcasts. We're going to get to know someone from the industry. Uh, It's Diana Valmer who's going to join us here on the podcast. And Diana is our popular American Dry Cleaner Magazine columnist uh, for the past dozen or so years. And she is uh, also the senior consultant at management consulting firm Methods for Management. And many of you know Diana. Hello, Diana, and welcome to the podcast. Good morning. Could you tell us uh, where you were born and where you grew up and where you reside today? Well, I'm a Midwesterner. I grew up in a small town outside of St. Louis, uh, one of six children. It's about 50 miles southwest. It's called Union, Missouri, and we had they had 5,000 people when I was growing up, and now they have 10,000. So it's and I go back there frequently because I still have a lot of family there. I'm now living in San Francisco, where I moved for a, an early career opportunity in retailing. Wow, so you kind of like a country girl? Very much. Although my dad was not a farmer, we we grew up on a farm. He thought that was a really good environment for the kids, and we loved it. <laughs> we played in the woods and in the streams, and we ice skated on the, the creek in the winter and snow sledded down the terraced fields uh, as well. And in the summer, we played in the – had a great time um, – and we, the family was big enough that we could, we had our own team, so <laughs> we could play almost anything. Well, I know you said you were from a big family. You were one of uh, six or seven or something like that? One of six. Wow. So you kind of and fight for I the food. I was flanked huh? by two brothers. Yeah. So you're kind of a middle? I'm in the middle, yeah. Uh-huh. All brothers? You and all brothers? Or do you have some no, sisters? No. I have, I have three sisters, and I was very happy for the older ones to pave the way so that I had a lot more flexibility than they did. <laughs> you said it was a small town, 5,000. So your high school was probably pretty small. You probably had like I seven I had 123 seven. people in my graduating class. Yeah, that's small. So you got to know everybody pretty well. You got to know who was dating who and who was, uh, who, uh, who was uh, not dating who, right? <laughs> <laughs> Right. We all knew everybody, and I'm sure that that was good and bad, but we knew everything about everybody. And we all, most of us, we went to school from kindergarten through high school together. So I, I really felt sorry for the people who came in or <laughs> later because they were at a disadvantage. But they definitely stood out of the crowd, so they, they got attention. I think you once told me you went on to uh, Mizzou, right? Were you a writer in Missouri or journalist, or did you just pick that up, you know, in the industry? Well, actually, Missouri is well known for its journalism school, and I, I did have classes in the journalism school because that was a joint major. My primary major as an undergraduate was fashion design, but I pretty <laughs> quickly learned that I wasn't going to be able to make a living doing that, so I spread out into business, so... I graduated as a business major with a joint degree in right, journalism. Right, double degree. So it turned out you came all the way around now. Now you're you're working in the garment industry, and so uh, that did kind of come to play after all. <laughs> well, I've always loved the beautiful fabrics and clothes, and 
Um, taking care of them is uh, an essential part. Tell us a little bit about Methods for Management. Just briefly tell us how it got started and how you got involved. Well, Methods for Management started in 1952 with Max Rechnix, who was um, an efficiency engineer, and he designed plants. And the people that he designed plants for liked the way he thought about the business. And so they asked him to actually start a management bureau. So that was the, the beginning of Methods for Management. We also are well known for our benchmarks and averages that we create by collecting and sharing the information of financial and the operating performance of our members. One of the things that we're lesser known for is we do extensive private consulting projects that are focused on the specific need of a, of a given company. And that's how I'm spending most of my time at the moment. What, um, when you're doing all these different things, what gets you excited? What part of it really gets you excited and gets you going and makes you glad, hey, I can get involved in this part? Is there a certain area that really uh, kind of wets your whistle? Well, I really love working with entrepreneurs and helping an industry that is fairly traditional to apply the many innovations to improve the customer experience, the interaction, the loyalty building with the customer. Because customers have so many options today. And there's so much noise in the marketplace that for the, a given company to stand out and really build that customer loyalty is a challenge, but it's also an exciting challenge because there are so many different ways to reach very targeted customers and prospects in a way that they feel that it's a one-on-one conversation. How did you get involved with American Dry Cleaner and, and be a columnist for us? I know it goes back about a dozen years or so. I looked it up, but tell us kind of how that started. How did you get to that point where you were uh, writing for the industry? Well, Deborah Rechnix was writing an article before she retired from authorship, and Bruce Beggs asked me to write on an ongoing basis at that point. So it was sort of sort of succession planning, um, <laughs> and I, I asked for suggestions for the topics um, from the from our members and from non-members when I do speaking engagements and really try to take the temperature of the industry and what, what the hot topics are, what their, their primary challenges are, what their primary opportunities are, and write about those things. Yeah, you do seem to uh, uh, really tune in well to our industry, our fabric care, dry cleaning industry. When you're not working, which we all do all the time, but when you have breaks, can you share with our listeners... Your favorite hobbies? I love downhill skiing. It's one of those things that I I need to concentrate on, so it clears my mind, and it's totally relaxing in that regard. I didn't get started until I was an adult, and it's something that I loved instantly, and um, I'm not exceptionally good at it, but I I do love it. it. It just clears my mind of everything else because I have to concentrate to get down the hill, and also, our whole family skis. So oh, it's yeah. something that we enjoy together. We ski primarily in California and Utah. Um, when I moved to San Francisco, that put the mountains within uh, an easy reach with a three-hour drive, and so I learned in the Sierras. And the other, I really like movies, too, so all kinds, comedies, dramas, a broad, broad range of movies. I love those 
seeing how stories about how people live all over the world. Yeah. Uh, lastly, one more, and then we'll let you go today, Diana. Uh, we like to ask everybody like we do in our popular off the cuff feature that runs in our magazine. Um, tell us a secret and keep it clean. Nobody knows about you. <laughs> you want a serious one or a funny one? Whatever you want. Well, actually I'll, I'll give you a serious one. Um, I am a veteran of the glass ceiling wars and my MBA was delayed for, over a decade because despite the fact that I graduated cum laude from the School of Business, I was told that we don't accept women into the graduate program. So that was um, the initial glass ceiling that I hit. Uh, The funny one is that when I was in college in Marching Mizzou, although I did not play a trumpet, I carried a trumpet in the marching band because I could march and keep everybody else in lines. <laughs> At an early stage, you were even back then in the band. You were whipping everybody into the into shape. <laughs> I, yeah, actually, it's it's a wonderful job. I get to, I get paid for telling people what to do. <laughs> well, listen, Diane. I know you're busy, and I appreciate very much you taking the time out to stop by the podcast today. Thank you very much for speaking with us today here on the American Dry Cleaner Podcast. Thank you for having me. The American Dry Cleaner Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC Chicago. For more information about future podcasts and to get the latest fabric care industry news, visit our website at americandrycleaner.com or make sure to read our weekly e-news blast called The Wire. Also, be sure to visit American Dry Cleaner on Facebook and make sure to like us. And also follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. The royalty-free music used on this podcast is from Alvaro Angeloro called Brand New Day and can be found at hooksounds.com. Thank you for being with us today on the American Dry Cleaner Podcast. This has been your host, Tim Burke, and I look forward to being with you again very soon.